0: Today on Jewish Voice, we explore the last 24 hours of Jesus' life, a day that changed history forever. Join Rabbi Jonathan Burnus as he explains that final day, a day of suffering that ended in hope and salvation for the world, for you. A special teaching from the
1: streets of Jerusalem, and it starts now. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith and world events surrounding Israel. Today, I'll be walking step by step through the last 24 hours of Yeshua's life. Now, when I left off yesterday, I was talking about the suffering, the agony that Yeshua experienced in the gardens of Gethsemane as He left the Passover Seder meal and went to pray with his disciples. And there's two points I brought out that I want to mention again today. First of all, Yeshua asked his disciples, his closest disciples actually, to stand and pray with him, to keep watch with him, and of course they fell asleep. This is an exhortation I believe to all of us, not to sleep, but to be watchful and pray. And I believe that that one hour is a great standard. Listen, this is a relationship with God and you need to spend time in His Word and prayer daily. You need to cultivate that relationship and all of that will be invested spiritually and you will reap that back. So I really encourage you, pray, watch, spend time in His Word that one hour a day. And if you're not able, work up to it, just like exercise and it will really dramatically uh, change your life and help you to grow with the Lord. That's an exhortation that I see in the garden. And the second thing is, where Yeshua makes this statement in the midst of this suffering, Lord, if it's possible for this cup to pass for me, it's not just the crucifixion he's facing, but the reality that he's going to be separated from his father and bear the sins of the world. And he says, if it's possible, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And I think that's a great prayer for all of us. You'll always hit the bullseye if when you hit that fork in the road and you have to make the right decision, You pray, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Now, from the garden, Yeshua was betrayed. He was taken by the temple guards to the home of Caiaphas for judgment. Why Caiaphas? Because Caiaphas was the head of the Sanhedrin, and this was his religious judgment. Now, they couldn't sentence him to death because of the Roman rule. It was the Romans that had to make that decision, but this is the religious tribunal that he now faces. I traveled to Jerusalem with my film crew to actually capture, step by step, those last 24 hours of Yeshua's life. In the clip that I'm going to show you now, I explain what happens when he arrives at Caiaphas' house, the home of the high priest.
2: Jesus was arrested based on the false accusations of religious leaders who wanted him and his radical message silenced.
1: After uh, Jesus was arrested, he was led by the guards of the Sanhedrin down the slope through the Kidron Valley to the home of Caiaphas to be judged by the Sanhedrin. These are actually stairs from the Roman period. In other words, these are the very steps that Yeshua would have been led up to be judged almost 2,000 years ago just amazing to think that he may have actually stepped on these very stones.
2: These stones lead to the traditional site of the house of Caiaphas, the high priest. Under these remains, archaeologists found a first century dungeon. It's very possible that it was in this dungeon that Jesus was imprisoned while Caiaphas and the Sanhedrin, the religious court of Israel, tried and found him guilty of blasphemy. Since they had no authority under Roman rule to carry out their sentence, they determined to turn him over to the Roman officials for judgment. While this was going on inside, outside in the courtyard, one of his disciples, Peter, had followed his rabbi, having promised never to deny him. Mark records the story in chapter 14, beginning in verse 66. Meanwhile, Peter was in the courtyard below. One of the servant girls who worked for the high priest came by and noticed Peter warming himself at the fire. She looked at him closely and said, You were one of those with Jesus of Nazareth. But Peter denied it. I don't know what you're talking about, he said, and he went out into the entryway. Just then, a rooster crowed. When the servant girl saw him standing there, she began telling the others, This man is definitely one of them. But Peter denied it again. A little later, some of the other bystanders confronted Peter and said, You must be one of them because you are a Galilean. Peter swore, A curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know the man you're talking about. And immediately the rooster crowed a second time. And Peter remembered how Jesus had said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. So Jesus had prophesied to Peter that Peter would deny him. And it happened just as Jesus had said. Peter denied Jesus three times in here, in this courtyard, the courtyard of the home of Caiaphas. We've
1: got to take a quick break.
2: When we return, more on those final
1: 24 hours of Yeshua's life
0: here at jewish voice our mandate is to proclaim jesus the messiah to the world to the jew first and also to the nations one key way we do this is by ministering to the physical needs of some of the poorest people in the world in helping them we share god's love and the good news of yeshua jesus today we are urgently preparing to bring humanitarian aid to a remote lost tribes community in barangua zimbabwe Lumba. This faithful yet forgotten people have ties to the ancient people of Israel, the priestly tribe of Aaron, and have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We urgently need the help of friends like you to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people and the thousands of others in desperate need? The elderly, children, infants, and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care. You can help save lives, but we must act now. Call or click right now to help us save lives. And with your gift of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you a DVD by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus that was highlighted on today's program. His final footsteps, retracing the last 24 hours of Jesus's life. In this inspiring presentation, filmed on location in Jerusalem, Rabbi Burnus takes you step-by-step through the most important 24 hours in history. He starts at Jesus's final Passover in the upper room and retraces the Messiah's footsteps until his body is laid in the garden tomb. As you follow Jesus in his last pivotal hours on earth where he made the ultimate sacrifice for you, it will deepen your understanding of the great love he has for you and the many blessings that will unfold when you choose to follow him. Along with it, we also want you to have this final footsteps devotional made up of 24 different devotions it takes you through each of the last 24 hours of Jesus' day on earth his final conversations his final meal and even his final breath it's a wonderful reminder that his life death and resurrection brings all believers eternal life if god has blessed you with the means to share a gift of 125 dollars or more today to help bless some of the neediest people on earth we'll send you all of the gifts just mentioned and this beautifully crafted one-of-a-kind jerusalem landscape which is a unique design made just for jewish voice it's an exquisite representation of the ancient holy city and would look wonderful displayed in your home or office and it also serves as an excellent reminder of how important it is to pray for the peace of jerusalem to let israel know they are not alone Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this humanitarian aid and to help countless others around the globe, please call or click now. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call or click right
1: now. This entire week as we lead up to Easter, or as I like to call it Resurrection Sunday, I'm teaching on the final 24 hours of Yeshua's life. Uh, Very, very dramatic, and this is the day that changes the world. It's the day that changed our life because we can look back and appropriate the redemption that came through the obedience of the Messiah, the Son of the living God, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. And what's so astounding to me, what's so moving to me, is that this is not only the Messiah, this is the creator of all things. In the beginning was the Word which is a name for the Messiah, and the Word was with God and the Word was God. And then John chapter 1 tells us, all things were created by and through Him. At any moment, He could have stopped this thing, but He was fulfilling prophecies that were written hundreds of years before He was ever born. Very specific prophecies that told us he would that the Messiah would be despised and rejected that told us the Messiah would actually be crucified, Psalm 22. That's what Paul says. He says, that which I received, I delivered to you, that the Messiah died according to our sins uh, to fulfill Scripture, that He rose again according to Scripture. This was a scenario that was laid out before the foundation of the world, and now Yeshua as the obedient Lamb of God, the Passover lamb of God, as I talked about yesterday, the lamb in the prime of life that was sacrificed so that the blood could be applied to the doorposts of the children of Israel so that the angel of death would pass over, is now giving his love, his life, shedding his blood so that we can be redeemed eternally, so that the angel of eternal death now passes over us. It's a perfect fulfillment or filling full of the Passover redemption that we read about in Exodus chapter 12. Now he's saying, this is my blood which is shed for you, my body which is broken for you, and he goes through this judgment. Just as the Passover lamb was roasted, which is symbolic of judgment, Yeshua's facing judgment. First at the home of Caiaphas, where he's rejected by the Sanhedrin, the representatives of Israel, and then on to be rejected by uh, the Roman authorities and sentenced to death. So he's obediently doing this, fulfilling all of the scriptures. In fact, over 300, written hundreds of years before he's ever born. This is prophecy being fulfilled in those last 24 hours. Here's another clip from our DVD called His Final Footsteps, where I'm on the steps of Caiaphas' house explaining how messianic prophecy is being fulfilled as Jesus is before the Sanhedrin. Take a look. Another messianic prophecy that tells us, uh, uh, gives us a very different picture. It says, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The arm of the Lord is a picture of the redemption of the Lord through the Messiah, the arm of the Lord. This is symbolism for the Messiah. And then it says he grew up uh, before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. Now look at this. He has no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. This is an incredible prediction of the suffering and rejection of the Messiah. This is fulfilled very specifically here at the house of Caiaphas when accusations are leveled against Yeshua. Specifically also, he opened not his mouth. We're told that he would actually not open his mouth when he he was judged. Look at this. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned our own way. The Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted. Verse seven, look at this. Yet he did not open his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter as a sheep before her shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. So we have Bible prophecy written hundreds of years before Jesus is ever born being directly fulfilled here at the home of Caiaphas as the Sanhedrin gathers and makes false accusation against him, and he opens not his mouth. Now, one other interesting thing I wanna point out about this trial is that they insist that he responds. The high priest said to him, look at verse 63, I charge you under oath by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, the Christos, the anointed one, the Mashiach, are you the Messiah? the Son of God. And Yeshua's response at this point, verse 64 is, yes, it is as you say. There's those that uh, believe that Yeshua was a good prophet, a rabbi, a, a, a teacher, a wonderful teacher, a good man, but he never claimed to be the Messiah. And yet right here before the Sanhedrin, he made it clear, yes, I am. I am the Christos, I am the Mashiach, I am the one promised in Isaiah 53 and hundreds of other prophecies in the in the Torah and the prophets I am he and of course the high priest at this point after Yeshua says not only am I the Messiah but you will see me coming in the clouds of heaven and speaking of his return and at this point the high priest tears his clothes and said he is spoken blasphemy why because he didn't believe his eyes were blinded as we're told in Romans 11, there's a blindness covering the eyes of the people of Israel. Simply because Yeshua had to die, he had to lay down his life, this was part of the God's plan, that there would be a blindness uh, that would, that would uh, keep them from recognizing who he was, that would bring about this process of judgment and ultimately uh, crucifixion. So that happened here as Yeshua was led up these very stairs most likely, almost 2,000 years ago, I hope this teaching blessed you today. Uh, In fact, this week we're offering two great resources. The first one is a DVD that we produced and you saw pieces from this DVD. It was filmed on location in Jerusalem. It's called The Final Footsteps, retracing the last 24 hours of the life of Jesus. And along with that, we've put together a devotional, His Final Footsteps, it's 24 separate devotionals taking you through each of the last 24 hours of Yeshua's final day on earth. I think they'll really bless you, and I want to encourage you to get them. Uh, We want to make them both available. We want to sow them into your life because that day changed us forever. It changed me, and it will continue to change you. So I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. We'll continue the teaching. There's a lot more ahead. We'll be right back.
2: Make a memory of a lifetime by recommitting your love and renewing your vows on the Jewish Voice 2016 Passover on the Seas Caribbean Cruise. Join Rabbi Jonathan Bernus and his family April 16th through April 23rd and enjoy the beautiful white sand beaches and tranquil turquoise waters of St. Martin, St. Thomas, and Nassau, Bahamas on one of the world's newest and largest luxury cruise liners. It's the perfect place to not only celebrate the miracle of Passover, but to rededicate your marriage to each other and to God. The reded- the dedication of marriage vows will be officiated by Rabbi Jonathan Bernus under a traditional Jewish kupa, the marriage canopy. You will also receive a beautiful certificate validating your continued commitment to each other and the event will continue with a festive reception and formal dinner. Don't miss out on the perfect opportunity to share something meaningful with your loved one. Call 1-888-435-3787 or go to jewishvoice.org/passover and renew your vows on the 2016 Passover on the Seas Caribbean cruise.
1: Here at Jewish Voice, our mandate is to share God's love by providing life-saving humanitarian aid completely free of charge to Jewish people first and also to the nations. For the last decade, we've been working among a forgotten and persecuted tribe in Ethiopia called the Beta Israel, the House of Israel. At one of our recent outreaches, they walked for miles when they heard about our clinics and many came to know Yeshua as their Messiah and their lives were transformed. Take a look. Jewish Voice Ministries has made it their mission to travel to
3: remote areas of the world, like here in Gondar, to provide free medical, dental and eye clinics to these impoverished Jewish communities, in the hopes that they will survive and flourish, and one day, return to the land of their fathers.
1: Come,
0: come. Thank you for being so patient.
1: Thank you for being so patient. Look at these precious people. Many of them are Jewish. Thank you for your patience. Welcome. 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 We're going to help you, yes. we're going to help you now. Thank you for waiting. So right on in. You know, <laughs> we're treating thousands of people this week, between 12 and 15,000 people will go through this three-foot uh, doorway, this this gate. I'm reminded of the scripture that says the, the way to salvation is, is a narrow path and a narrow door that leads to salvation, but Yeshua, Jesus said, I am the door. If you enter through me, you will find life. And that's why we're doing this, so people can find life. We want them to go through this door so they can find the true door, Yeshua, Jesus. And it's your partnership, welcome, that makes it possible for us to open up this door of life for thousands of people here in Gondar, Ethiopia. So I wanna say thank you. Thank you on behalf of all of us at Jewish Voice for helping us to help these precious people go through this door and find the true life that's found through Yeshua, the door of life.
3: Word spreads quickly of Jewish Voices Medical Clinic around Gondar and the people begin to trek from miles around to get this free help. Because so many live in isolated rural areas and without a proper census, it's difficult to estimate how many of the Beta Israel remain here, but there are thousands. I put her down as no. All right. no just walking in with her.
2: It is very difficult
1: to say how much are still here in Ethiopia and Gondar, but it is estimated 20,000 and even more because you now it is very difficult to make census because they live in the remote area and we think there are more than 20,000 remaining here in Gondar. Doctors
3: on the front lines determine the condition of each person. Those with life-threatening conditions are expedited to the front of the line to receive immediate care. Let's ban these people in this whole line so we could walk them up, okay? Uh, my guys walk the medical lines to get the chronically ill people so we could push them to the front of the line. Volunteer pediatricians from many nations travel with Jewish voice to treat children just like these in Gondar. From providing the most basic pediatric care to treating children who are chronically ill and dying, Jewish Voice hasn't forgotten the smallest and perhaps most vulnerable descendants of these scattered tribes of Israel. Many are also lined up today, some for the first time ever, to receive free dental care that's part of every Jewish Voice clinic outreach. Volunteer dentists work tirelessly to help as many patients as they can on each trip. But the opportunity to provide such necessary and sometimes life saving care is second only to the opportunity Jewish Voice has to transform lives spiritually by proclaiming the good news of salvation in Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. As a result of these important humanitarian and spiritual outreaches, like this one here in Ethiopia, Teams of volunteer medical professionals dedicated to blessing the Jewish people have witnessed tens of thousands of transformed lives and miracles of healing.
1: A Muslim lady, just by the love that I showed her, wanted to know the God that I served, purely by my love that she was suffering so tremendously. And I held her in my arms and I even cried with her. It was just the right
0: time I said, God, thank (laughs) you. Because you let me know that what I'm doing is exactly what you want me to do. And just like Jonathan Burns says, it's not
1: what you say, it's what you do. We're going to help you today. Yes, we are. If I could take them home with me, if I could take them all home with me, I would do it. But I can't. I can't, and I want to do as much as I can. That's what the volunteers that are with me feel. We want to do as much as we possibly can. And it's like digging in sand because more come. You treat thousands, and more come because the need is so great. Believing we are living in the days
3: God promised to restore the Jewish people physically and spiritually, Jonathan Bernis is passionate to see the fulfillment of Israel's destiny, to return to their land and to their God.
1: We'd love to have you come with us on one of our upcoming outreaches. It will absolutely change your life. You'll never be the same. Now, there's a cost involved, but believe me, it will be worth it. For more information, you can call the number on your screen or go to jewishvoice.tv. A final thought when we come back. Stay with us. Here at Jewish Voice,
0: our mandate is to proclaim Jesus the Messiah to the world to the Jew first and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by ministering to the physical needs of some of the poorest people in the world. In helping them, we share God's love and the good news of Yeshua, Jesus. Today, we are urgently preparing to bring humanitarian aid to a remote lost tribes community in Barangwa, Zimbabwe. Lemba, this faithful yet forgotten people have ties to the ancient people of Israel, the priestly tribe of Aaron, and have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We urgently need the help of friends like you to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people and the thousands of others in desperate need? The elderly, children, infants, and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care. You can help save lives, but we must act now. Call or click right now to help us save lives. And with your gift of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you a DVD by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus that was highlighted on today's program. His final footsteps, retracing the last 24 hours of Jesus's life. In this inspiring presentation, filmed on location in Jerusalem, Rabbi Burnus takes you step by step through the most important 24 hours in history. He starts at Jesus's final Passover in the upper room and retraces the Messiah's footsteps until his body is laid in the garden tomb. As you follow Jesus in his last pivotal hours on earth where he made the ultimate sacrifice for you, it will deepen your understanding of the great love he has for you and the many blessings that will unfold when you choose to follow him. Along with it, We also want you to have this Final Footsteps devotional made up of 24 different devotions. It takes you through each of the last 24 hours of Jesus' day on earth, his final conversations, his final meal, and even his final breath. It's a wonderful reminder that his life, death, and resurrection brings all believers eternal life. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $125 or more today, to help bless some of the neediest people on earth, we'll send you all of the gifts just mentioned and this beautifully crafted one of a kind Jerusalem landscape, which is a unique design made just for Jewish voice. It's an exquisite representation of the ancient holy city and would look wonderful displayed in your home or office. And it also serves as an excellent reminder of how important it is to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, to let Israel know they are not alone. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this humanitarian aid and to help countless others around the globe, please call or click now. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call or click right now.
1: Thanks for watching today. I'll be teaching on the last 24 hours of Yeshua's life again tomorrow, and I hope you'll join us. Also for those of you celebrating Good Friday and Easter, or as I like to call it Resurrection Sunday this week, I wanna wish you and your loved ones a blessed day for He has risen indeed. I wanna close as I do in every program to remind you to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6 promises that those who love Israel and pray will prosper. Until next time, I'm Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you.